Hey folks, Sean here. And in this episode, I want to talk to you about how much work is required through user research and discovery to find what I'm always referring to, which are problems worth solving. Now, the first thing I'll say is that if you want to build a B2B SaaS or a SaaS company or product, you have to start with a problem worth solving. If you don't do that, you're definitely going to have a bad time because more than likely you're going to fall into the all but common trap in that you're going to be building a solution to a problem that doesn't exist. So that's the problem that is solved if you instead do the research and discovery to find a problem worth solving before you decide to build your software product. And realistically, you need to take that process all the way to and through, having developed at least one predictable sales channel that should give you the ability to confirm whether or not people will be willing to pay for your product as advertised for what you are intending to charge for it. If you haven't validated that yet, you should not be moving forward with building anything. So that's number one. That's why we do this. It's why we do the discovery and the research to find these problems we're solving, and particularly before we do any building. However, having said that, question that I've gotten most recently on my email list is how many, how much effort, volume, time, volume of interviews, what, give me some boundaries in terms of what's required in order to get to a problem worth solving. That's kind of the essence of the question. It was, how many interviews do I have to do? And I've gotten this question before. And the first thing I want to say is that's not a good way to think about how to do this work. This work is more qualitative, not really quantitative. Now there are variables that will affect how much volume in particular you may need when it comes to performing this research. But you shouldn't really be thinking of it like, I have to do five interviews or 10 interviews or 50 interviews. It's not really the milestone you're looking for. The milestone you're looking for is when you start to see the patterns in the data that you're getting back from investing in the research and the discovery effort. That's these interviews with people or prospective customers in a particular target market. Once you start hearing quite a bit of repetition about the problem that you've identified and all of the variables that are important for you to be able to tell the story all the way back from how are you gonna solve that product problem in a better way? What type of return on investment are your prospects and your customers going to receive? Until you can get there, you're not done. That means that you have to keep going until you get all the context that you need to be able to put everything together, sell it, verify the fact that you can, test to make sure that they'd be willing to pay for what it is you're thinking of charging, then you can move forward with the next step in the process. And that's working on your prototype. Now, the variables that I mentioned before that may affect how much volume is required here. For example, how narrow or wide your target market is. Now, we don't want to go too much of either. We don't want to go way too narrow and we don't want to be way too broad. But if you go more narrow and you are meeting with people within that target market, chances are you're going to find the problem worth solving faster because you're speaking with people that have a lot more in common than you might if you were working with a broader market and starting out with your research and discovery efforts. So if you do that, your volume is likely to be lower if you're performing research in a more specific target market. If you go wider, you're more than likely going to need more of that data, which is going to mean more interviews because you're probably speaking to a more diverse audience. 
So you see how the decisions that you make in terms of the market that you want to tackle or go after or build solutions for will affect how much effort and time is required here to get to that problem worth solving. Now, the last thing I'll say is that when you're doing the research, I recommend you do it in sprint format or fashion in that you do a certain number of interviews at a time before you look to and evaluate the results and then consider whether or not to do another sprint. I recommend between three and five interviews tops, like no less than three, no more than five for a particular research sprint. The reason why is because in that set of interviews, you're going to have some patterns. You're going to start learning some things. So where you start the conversation and where you end it at that three to five range should change and be updated for every new set of three to five interviews. So don't just do 10 and then not roll lessons learned from previous interviews into new interviews. Do two sets of a sprint of three to five. That means that after you've done the first three to five, you can evaluate the results and then you can update your process. As in, you may not need to start as broad with the audience the second time around for the second sprint. You can kind of go right into where you're starting to see early patterns. So you can skip some steps and you can get a lot more nuance and that context that you're going to need to be able to tell the rest of that story. And that full story should be by the time you're done, you've identified the top problem we're solving for a specific target market. You understand what they're trying to do to solve that problem today. You know how well it's working and you know the impact that that problem is causing. That's a really important one too. An impact is in terms of lost dollars, lost time, lost time is lost dollars, or the being prevented from acquiring more of any of those resources, getting time back, generating more revenue. These are all variables that you can tie back to hard numbers that speaks to the ROI they can receive if they're gonna charge, if you're gonna charge real dollars for your product or SaaS solution. So that's the context and the advice that I have for you that are out there wondering just how much effort, time, is required in terms of investing in the research and discovery effort to find these problems worth solving. Hey folks, Sean here, and thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you got a ton of value out of it. If you did, I'd encourage you to also sign up for my free five-day email course about launching a profitable B2B SaaS application for less than $750. If you'd like to sign up for that course, you can do so at nextstep.io forward slash B2B SaaS.